Good morning, you lovely members. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast on Thursday, 22nd of February. General advice only, if it's advice at all. Hot and windy outside in Melbourne at the moment, 35 degrees. Northerly wind ripping around. And there's not much wind in the market today. ASX 200 down one point. The futures this morning were down 21. But of course, as you've probably heard, the NVIDIA results came out after hours in the US last night and having fallen 4.3% the day before, 2.8% in the normal session, the stock is up 9% in after hours trade. And that has left us with the NASDAQ futures up 248 points and the Dow futures up 49 points. NVIDIA is not in the Dow Jones. And those NASDAQ futures show the NASDAQ being up 1.4% if that follows through to tonight's session. So for the moment, big tech is still in the playground despite the wobble yesterday. And that makes us pretty happy about holding the NASDAQ ETF, the S&P 500 ETF and the FANG ETF in the strategy portfolio. Unfortunately, we sold FANG in the trading ideas portfolio. The trading ideas portfolio has got nothing in it at the moment. We rather prematurely called the top. I'm not too fussed about that after the CPI number last Wednesday in the US came in a bit ritzy. We've sort of called the top, but I do think despite this NVIDIA reaction, which we've got plenty of exposure too. Apart from that, our bank sector is way up there. Have a look at the Commonwealth Bank chart. Windex dividend yesterday and is now fairly obviously having gone ex-dividend. Now just rolling off the top a little bit. Down again today, 0.4%. So our bank sector's way up there. Our resources sector is fading away. We've had the BHP and Rio results this week. And Rio was down 1% in the US overnight, 1.5% in the UK is down 1.1% today. If you look at the Rio results, look at the BHP results. And Fortescue have had results today as well. FMG doing okay, it's up 1.6%. But if you look at the results of these stocks, it's all to do with what the iron ore price did in the last six months, or rather in the six months to end December. And if you're trying to determine whether BHP, Rio and FMG are a buy, hold or sell, you will not find the answers in the results analysis. You will not find the answers in the numbers, as any experienced fund manager will tell you in Australia. The numbers don't help with resources, stocks, with any commodity based stock. It's all about what the commodity price does in future. It's nothing to do with what the commodity prices did in the past. So if you want to make money and there is a regular opportunity to make 20, 30, 40, 50% runs in some of these big resources stocks, even BHP, if you want to make money out of them, you simply have to get the commodity price trend right. And in the case of all of those, the iron ore price trend right. Just point out that whilst we have a fairly tight correlation of BHP and Rio with the iron ore price, Rio is 24% aluminium, 11% copper, 11% minerals, and only 54% of their revenue comes from China. BHP is 31% copper, 21% coal, and 58% of their revenue from China. The rest is iron ore, of course, but Fortescue Metals is 99.37% of revenue coming from iron ore, and 100, 100% of that goes to China. So if you really want an iron ore play, FMG is the stock. 
you'll see the chart in my section today, highly correlated with the iron ore price. The iron ore price has been coming off recently. The vibe towards the Chinese economy is poor after their bigger than expected rate cut this week, which rang a few alarm bells about what the People's Bank of China must think about the Chinese economy and its outlook. So the iron ore price coming off at the moment. So the results from BHP, Rio and Fortescue Metals, whilst interesting, simply reflect the iron ore price in the previous six months. And it's been a fabulous six months for the iron ore price. And the iron ore price pretty much peaked on January the first this year has been going down ever since so the results won't look that fantastic next time around and the share prices are responding to that in other words coming off the top we sold Fortescue Metals in the income and growth portfolios having seen it up from $19 to $30 we sold it in both portfolios a couple of weeks ago and don't hold it we don't hold BHP in the BHP one stock portfolio I'm thinking today whether perhaps we should bin the BHP one stock portfolio which has been quite benign in its performance. We've done much better in Macquarie, but I'm wondering whether we should bin it and perhaps trade FMG instead, which is a much better or closer correlation with the iron ore price, whereas BHP is a more complex algorithm of commodity prices. FMG is obvious. Maybe we should just run a Fortescue one stock portfolio. Anyway, we don't hold FMG in either of our income or growth portfolios. We don't hold BHP in the one stock portfolio at the moment but we do still hold it in our growth and income portfolios and we still hold Rio in the income portfolios all those stocks now have dividends coming up so probably not the time to be selling them out of the big portfolios and those big portfolios are not trying to trade the eyes out of the short term we might just let the dividends go past and see what happens but all those results are now out of the way otherwise I think I counted 42 results yesterday I have written up Woolworth's Smart Group, which we hold in the income portfolio, and Rio in the portfolio section today. Woolworths is of most interest to members. Target prices today averages 2% above the current share price, but there's quite a diversity of opinion. Audminet have a sell and a target price 16% below the current share price. City has a buy, target price 18% above. Macquarie neutral, target price 9% above. If you look at the press today, you'll see it is distracted with the CEO's retirement. And you should probably look through to the numbers and the numbers will tell you a very dull story, I'm afraid. For Woolworths, it's not terrible. It's just dull. Sales up 1.5% on flat volumes, flat unit volumes. Big W losing out to other discount retailers needs capex spent on it the inquiry into grocery prices isn't helping sentiment although all that fuss about the concentration of grocery retailers in australia is denial of our demographics country the size of how big are we europe with a population of 25 million of course food retailers are dominated by a few big ones rather than lots of little ones but anyway there are some concerns as well that the new ceo is going to do the politically correct thing and lower prices That's what the media suggests, although brokers say that's unlikely. Earnings forecast pretty much unchanged this morning. Some target prices have been reduced, some by around 5%. As I say, a couple of brokers now have sell recommendations. If you're trying to grow your nest egg, you should probably look elsewhere. If you don't hold Woolworths, you probably wouldn't be buying it in order to make a capital gain. But if you're already holding it, well, you've missed your selling opportunity and making money in the stock market's about spotting 
putting stocks in a sentiment hole. And on the back of the CEO departure, the grocery inquiry, the cost of living fuss, the peak in inflation, which of course doesn't help turnover if prices come off. In the midst of all that, you've found Woolworths now in a bit of a sentiment hole. But I published a chart in the newsletter yesterday with zero on the scale. This is not a scary stock. It moves around 1.5% a day. That puts it at the 37th least volatile stock in the top 500. It's got a gross yield of 4.8%, including franking. It's got a dividend coming up. If you hold it, you just hold it, I think. And we are holding it in the income portfolio. Ex-dividend on February 28. Other stocks we hold, as I say, Smart Group. Great share price chart. That's come up from below $5 to just below $10 since the beginning of last year. It's up 73% in a year. Gross yield 5.8%, 100% franked. Return on equity 23%. Debt to equity only 31%. Basking in the tax changes towards electric vehicles. Everybody's taking out a novated lease on a Tesla. What's not to like trending up? We'll just keep holding that. The other stock is WiseTech. We hold it in the growth portfolio if we're covering results from yesterday. Jumped 11.1% on its results yesterday, down a touch today. You can't assess WiseTech on fundamentals. PE 116 times, yield 0.2%, return on equity 18%. It's a growth stock. And the results yesterday were better than expected expected because margins were up from 42 to 46% and the companies say they expect margins to stay in the 46 to 48% range in the second half. Brokers have been increasing forecasts today by a few percent. Target prices raised as well, although most of the target price is still below the current share price. This is brokers playing catch up rather than telling you something you don't already know. The share price has been going up. One broker's got 27% annual growth written in from now until 2028. You're paying for tomorrow's earnings, not today's. Price to sales ratio, 29 times, dropping to 22 times. It's still very expensive. Despite that, we are going to just keep holding WiseTech for the moment whilst it's doing what it's doing. It is a bit of a volatile stock. It is overbought. If you're a trader, you might be selling into this rise. And who's to say we won't wake up one day and decide the market's down. We'll sell WiseTech if big tech decides to top out. WiseTech will top out as well as it always does with all the other tech stocks in Australia. So that about covers it on the results of stocks we hold. Results today, the only one we hold really is Medibank Private, which is down 5%. We'll have a look at those tomorrow. Levisa is up 10 If we're going to note some of the things from results, Levisa is up 10%. It is, of course, highly shorted and results today are okay. Can you tell me what the margins are on cheap jewellery sold at Levisa to teeny boppers to the Swifties. I can tell you, you're paying an 82% margin. What a fabulous business. Other notables today, Bega Cheese up 13% on results. Superloop up 10% on results. Servcorp up 11%. Playside Studios, remember that? Must have a look at that. Up 3% on results today. Tabcorp down 12%. MA Financial down 16%. Nine Entertainment down 5%. Eagers Automotive. I was thinking of buying that for a trade over results with all the other auto stocks like ARB kicking the lights out at the moment. Glad 
Hyundai didn't down 5.3% and Super Retail, you might have bought that as well as a trade thinking Super Cheap Auto was doing fabulously, down 5.9% on results. Glad I missed that one as well. Qantas down 2.6% on results. They were up 3% on results initially. We've done a brief write-up in the newsletter. We don't hold it, of course. Revenue up 12% and profit down 13%, higher costs. Fares are also down 10% from their peak, although they want you to believe that they're not price gouging. No dividend. The media describes them as solid results. How much debt has Qantas got, you reckon? $4 billion, if I've read that right. Elevated industry costs continue into the second half, was one of their comments. And strong demand for low fare leisure travel is driving Jetstar. Domestic capacity is now at 105% of pre-COVID levels and international at 102%. So getting back on the horse after COVID. Pilbara Minerals had results today. Another stock with a huge short position. I'll leave most of that to Henry who listened into the earnings call today. It's down 1.5% after the results and the net profit $220 million down 82% from $1.24 billion a year earlier despite a 4% rise in production. And that, of course, is all to do with what the lithium price has done. And the CEO has said, although pricing has reduced significantly from the prior year record high, the company finds itself in a position of strength. The thing to note about Pilbara Minerals is whereas with the lower lithium price, a lot of projects will get cancelled and disappear, and a lot of companies as well, this is one company that is highly geared through its earnings rather than through the wind, highly geared to a resurrection in the lithium price, which isn't happening yet. But if it does, Pilbara Minerals is your stock. Mineral resources up 3% today, speaking of lithium stocks, and it's an iron and all stock, of course, had results yesterday. Revenue up 7%, underlying earnings down 38% after taking into account lower lithium prices. Again, even though shipments increased, profit was down 50%, dividend down 83%. So the same story running through all lithium stocks at the moment. And again, that just highlights what fabulous trades there will be should the lithium price ever pick up. Northern Star down 1.9% on its results today. Gold stock, of course, guidance maintained and there you go that'll probably do it i've put the diary for next week in my section we have four more days of results next week and the stocks reporting that we hold will include suncorp nib holdings waypoint coals altium which has been bid for so they'll be talking themselves up and perpetual but today is the busiest day of results by far tomorrow we've got brambles the main ones no other major ones and we've got ex-dividend today, JB Hi-Fi, Whitehaven Coal, Bendigo Adelaide Bank, AUI and DUI, for those of you still holding LICs, listed investment companies. And tomorrow we've got ex-dividend, Blue Scope Steel, Lendlease, GUD, GWA. Now, I am late with this podcast, so I don't really have too much time to do an educational piece, but let me do a short one. And this one is on listed investment companies. And one of you lovely members emailed me about the discount that some of the Wilson Asset Management, WAR was the was the list investment company of note, uh, are trading at deep discounts to their NTAs. And why is that? And will they ever recover? Let me just tell you, the list investment company sector is so 1990s, if I can say that. Sorry, Jeff Wilson and his crew. But there is a migration from listed investment companies where they are 
perceived as having higher fees. And just a note, if you charge 2% in fees, it absorbs 20% of your capital gain over 10 years, okay? So you've got quite expensive high-fee listed investment companies, some of which, like AFIC, for instance, are now running billions. Actually, how much are they running? Market cap of AFIC now 9.21 billion. They are too big to really be nimble and add value. Might sound silly. Apologies to them. But biggest holdings are basically the biggest holdings in the market. So the biggest holdings, Commonwealth Bank, BHP, CSL, NAB, Macquarie, West Farmers, Transurban, Westpac, Goodman Group, Rio, James Hardy, Woolworths. You might as well, and this is the point, you might as well be an exchange-traded fund over the ASX 300 index, which is compounding and save yourself some fees. So the point about the LIC sector is it is coming under pressure from the exchange-traded fund sector. And because of that, the discounts have opened up and you never know, they may not narrow. They are losing popularity and I'll save some of the LIC managers their blushes. But if you put the big listed investment companies up against the ASX 200, let alone the ASX 300 accumulation index, let alone the ASX 200 and 300 ETFs. If you put the big LICs up against those indices and those ETFs, I'm afraid they are being trashed as the rotation, as the discounts open up, as they are replaced in a lot of portfolios by lower fee exchange traded funds that don't try and do anything clever or passively managed by a computer running an algorithm and have much lower costs. So some of those big discounts may never be recovered and you really have to rely on the fund managers at those listed investment companies now to add value above and beyond average performance just to narrow those discounts, which may happen. But as I say, $9 billion listed investment companies like AFIC simply cannot wing the money around and add much in the way of value. They are the 1990s way of providing you an exposure that is now provided in 2023 by an ETF. So that's why the discounts are big and that's why they might not narrow again. Apologies to all of you in LICs, but it is something that mostly older people will hold. There'll be a lot of you sitting on AFIC, a lot of you sitting on WAM. And unless something radical happens to narrow those discounts, those discounts might just remain, I'm afraid. Right, there we go. If anybody wants to argue with me about the LICs and how fabulous they are, you know where to get me. Good. That's about it. Busy, busy day. Busiest day of the year for results. As I leave you, market down nine points. We've been down 24 at worst, up eight at best. All eyes on whatever the NASDAQ does this evening and therefore the S&P 500 does this evening. As I say, NVIDIA not in the Dow Jones index. So the Dow Jones futures are up 0.1%, but the NASDAQ futures are up 1.3%. You have a fabulous day. We'll be back tomorrow.